Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, everybody. On today's episode, the Avalanche roster is pretty much set. So who do we feel is going to have an improved season and who could potentially take a step back? We'll talk about that and a lot more on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on X, I guess. Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram and Threads. Send your questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Definitely subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. Subscribe and chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. All right, man. So a uh, pretty good rundown we have for today. Uh, later on, we'll get that we are in the, the black hole of the offseason for the NHL. Uh, we've kind of touched on this before, but what can the NHL do and do they need to do anything? Stay tuned for that. Right. Uh, and, and then the, uh, we, we mentioned Jay fresh and his, uh, his analytics charts that he comes up with and everything. And he did a fan vote of redrafting and, uh, he, he went back like 10 years or something like that. And it's pretty interesting. The roster that you have, for the Colorado Avalanche. So we will show that as well and talk about that. But where we're going to start today is, uh, like I said in the opening, you have uh, the Avalanche with a a pretty complete roster after the Ben Myers signing, which we haven't been on the air since that happened. So that's a a one-year deal at the league minimum. So he pretty much fills out the roster. They do have some money if they want to add a, a guy here or there. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they want to bank that money for later on and, and, and the trade deadline, which is discussions down the road. But what we have right now is pretty much what we're going to have heading into the season. So looking over everything, we figured we'd throw out a couple guys that we think when the season is all said and done, we can say, hey, this guy improved. And this is not saying they are going to go from where, what they did last year to like superstardom <laughs> or, you know, there are going to be like awards thrown at them. It's just improvement. And on the flip side of that, maybe a guy or two that maybe, hey, didn't perform as well as we thought he would. So are we starting with the good? You want to start with the good? Let's start with the good. It's been a right. let's let's be nice. Let's start with the nice. Stuff. It's it's yeah. I mean, it, we're it, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. We're in the middle of the week. Let's keep the positivity going. We're almost uh, to the weekend. So, uh, throw somebody out there that you feel like I said at the end of the season, you're going to look back and say improvement. This when you threw this out, this is the definition of a prove it year. This is consistency. This is reliability. And this would be the definition of the year for mm-hmm. Val Nichushkin. A- after his exit last year, it's it's now on him to step up, earn the trust and respect of the teammates back, 
And I feel like because there was a couple times last year when he went down with injury that he would go invisible for a little while and he would have to get reacclimated. And he had good games, don't get me wrong, but there were games that you would forget that he was out there. And I feel like with how last year ended and trying to get back in the swing of things to that Nachushkin, that nuke that that we all know and love, mm-hmm. I feel like this year is going to be a year where he really puts those pieces together and the team kind of rallies around him a little bit. So it's almost like multiple multiple levels to to him right it, yeah. it's you know the whole thing with the, with the offseason you know coming back from that and and really getting i don't think there's any any issues like from his teammates i really don't feel that way i think it's more from the fan base i think the fan base is feeling slighted and the fan base wants to sit, you know sit there and say hey prove that that's whatever happened like we prove that we can rely on you come playoff time so there is that and you also have to look at it we always come well we there's a vocal majority on x Ooh, <laughs> <this> sounds disgusting <laughs> which um, is so dumb because if you're doing it if, if you're if you're typing it in on a browser you still have to type in twitter.com yep, so i don't understand you. this whole x thing but go ahead well on social media yeah <laughs> you get this the Sam Gerard contract comes up all the time when mm-hmm. he doesn't perform. And if Val Nachushkin has another year like last year, where there's some inconsistencies and some off the ice incidents, that contract is going to be the big one that everybody looks at and says, what are we paying for here? This is not the Nachushkin we signed up for and it's only getting worse. And you don't yeah. want that chatter every trade deadline and off season. Is he a piece to move? Because the avalanche gave nuke the keys to re honestly restarting his career. Yeah. Yeah. I think for him, it, it, it's everything is there for him to, to be that guy that can be reliable. And I say that knowing full well, what happened in, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, you've seen the improvement there since he's come to the avalanche. And I think when they gave him that contract, it's like, we expect you to keep improving and although this were the beginning of that the that contract still, um, it you know you had the injury and then the postseason issues. So I think you're right in terms of you know get to and you need to do it now, like maybe a little bit ahead of the uh, quicker than we wanted you to. But you now you have so much hanging over your head where you do need to get to that level like now yeah and and maybe that's not fair to you because you're right if if he goes through another season where it's injury riddled and i mean if another thing happens like it did in the postseason like fans are done with him done with yep. him. i don't think that's going to happen i think whatever happened it's correcting it and 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 he'll be okay hopefully everybody's okay in that situation uh but you're right i think i think he has a lot to prove this year and as far as improvement just if we're just talking on ice stuff, I think he absolutely can do that. I think he can can just put all that stuff behind him, focus on the season, focus on uh, his job, and yeah, I think I think you you can get an improved season from from the Chuska, no doubt. Um, for me, I'm kind of going in the same boat in terms of a guy who didn't have the best season, and it was you know I think it was due to injury. Um, and that's Josh Manson. 
I'm expecting a good season from Josh Manson. I really am. And, and I think this, again, you know, just taking the pulse from the fan base, a lot of them have already turned on him and thinking that's a horrible contract because he had a bad season. Um, he did, but I think it, you know, like when you're like, uh, like a teenager and all your friends are getting together for like a weekend and they're hanging out either at a friend's house or the mall when you hung out at the mall and you were late and you were running late because whatever, like your mom or dad was running late to drop you off at them. And then you finally get there and you try to do everything that they were doing to catch up with all the fun that you missed out. I kind of feel like that was Josh Manson last year. He missed so much time and because he's still new to this team uh, he tried to do too much and kept injuring himself and he was playing out of his role. Um, and I think like he's got a, a, a full off season to heal, get back into training camp and just know, like just do your job and just do what we need you to do. And we don't need you to be in what this team is kind of designed to be in, in you know, a fast uh, offensive minded team. You don't need to be that. You need to, to, to be one of the best defenders on the team. And if you got to be muscle, sometimes you got to be the muscle. Be that. And I think when he just settles down, settles in, and knows what his role is supposed to be, I'm expecting an improved season from Josh Manson. I really am. Yeah, I absolutely agree. There were so many times last year, the everydayers know. If you listen mm. to Locked on Avalanche every day, you know. We criticize Manson for doing too much. And there were so many games that he had just multiple just boneheaded penalties yeah. and you're just like what are you doing just settle down and do play your game and it felt like he was trying to show he cared too much and look at look i'm contributing now that i'm back i'm here and it was just out of his realm and i think with him settling down if you just settle down and play your game that's going to be a vast improvement over last year i think so Let's do the flip side quickly, and uh, someone, someone that you think, again, this is not someone that's just going to fall off a cliff and just say, oh, my God, get them off this team, but maybe just a person that you feel might not have an improved season, maybe even take a little bit of a step back in this upcoming year. For everyone who's not watching on YouTube, my name is Chris Maselli, and when I say this, um, <laughs> <laughs> this will be uh, – this. prepare yourself – don't be surprised if there's might be a step back year for one Isaiah Yorgif. Last year, really, he was always the backup. He mm-hmm. finally got the role with the defending Stanley Cup champions to be a starting goalie, and he played to that level. He got the respect that he's always wanted. Now he has an off season as a starter. Now you're returning to your role as a starter. When does Yorgiev take that breath and say, I've made it? And then kind of rest on it just a little bit. And then you know, I'm not saying he just puts up a lawn chair and net and just takes the game off, mm-hmm. but he takes a breath. It's been climb, 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 push, push, push. Hmm. Do you expect him to step back just a little bit and get a little comfortable in this role? Maybe not this year. I I don't think he ever will. Just knowing where he's come from, um, I don't like if his if his numbers dip a little bit. I don't I don't think it would be from comfortability. Um, 
I think it would just be now teams have a full season to, yeah. to, you know, kind of uh, scout his game, which they really didn't in the past. They only had some, you know, a handful of games per season because you're playing behind one of the best in the league. Um, now he's got that uh, a full season ahead of, I feel like he's going to be, he's going to be, I mean, he's already committed, but he, he's going to have the, uh, he's going to want to improve even more, but I think it's going to just be on the other teams, not himself. Cause he's going to push himself hard. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I could see because from his standpoint, like he he's got that season under his belt, the season that he always wanted to have as the starter, he's got that under his belt. And I think he's feeling like, Hey, that went pretty well. Mm-hmm. I played a lot more games than they probably wanted me to play. And I, I stood tall. I hung in there and I could do that again. So I think from, from his point of view, he's feeling like I'm going confident into this season, but now it's on the other teams and their scouting department to say like, now we have a full season to really see where we can like pick apart his game. And can he adjust to that? That's why you see like NFL quarterbacks that have unbelievable first years that nobody thought they could have fail in year two because now they can game plan for them. And I think that's why Pablo Francois is so shiny when he does make his starts because there's so much time in between it. Mm -hmm. Scouting departments don't really even think about Frankie when he shows up. So it's always, he always steps up a little bit because nobody really thinks about it. Yeah. So it'd be interesting one for, for Georgiev. Uh, quickly for me, and, and this is not, uh, I mean, like coming down on the guy. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Cogliano who, and you know, fan favorite, everybody loves him. Um, but I, it, for me, I guess it's going to be a wait and see approach. It's, yeah. is it, you know, does the age maybe finally get to him? Does all those injuries, including a broken neck catch up to him? We, it's just, it's just the great unknown to me. For Cogliano. Uh, so, and if it happens, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's, he's been terrible for the avalanche. No, he's been great for the avalanche. Mm-hmm. But is this the year where like the league catches up to him? Yeah. Maybe. That's, Maybe. that's a, we'll that's a great one. That's a great we'll one. I have to say. Uh, fire away in the comments section. Who do you feel like is going to have a, a step up season? Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be something that's, out of the stratosphere, just uh, like I said, when you look back, say, hey, that was an improved season uh, and the opposite. Fire away in the comment section. All right, let's hear from FanDuel and then uh, we'll get to that draft do-over, the fan voting on the uh, JFresh site. Kind of uh, fun and interesting. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but you can take your first swing at betting at Major League Baseball on FanDuel and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets back up to two hundred dollars you could just bet twenty dollars and you'll land two hundred dollars in bonus bets and you get those bonus bets win or lose and that two hundred dollars you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to be the first home run of the night and uh you had to inform me that it was a uh, trade deadline season for major league baseball that's correct trade deadline day was yesterday at time of recording well yes when you're listening to it and big moves were made so i mean now is the time to look around and look at all these fresh rosters and hey could this guy like verlander was traded yes and, and his odds the astros odds have improved for there the world go. series there you go so get in on that right away you can do it all on an app that's safe secure super easy to use 
Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you can get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, uh, let's get to this uh, redraft. Uh, Jay Fresh has been doing this for the past couple of weeks where he's been putting up his redrafts. Uh, and he's gone pretty far back. I think he went to the earliest one that I saw was like the Mark Andre Fleury draft. Ooh. So yeah, that was a long time. <laughs> um, so back he's been doing. Day. It's kind of fun just to see where different guys would go, and he always has like you know who, who's getting drafted, and then there's a column of the difference in what where their draft where he has them. So I think Flurry had dropping to like four. So that'd be like a minus three, right? But there's some guys that are like plus like 157 or something. <laughs> like that. It's just cool to see like those guys that just fell. Um, so he did something for fan voting um, and kind of filled out rosters. But the first thing that I want to bring up here, and if you're watching on uh, YouTube, I'll bring this up. The first thing I want to, the graphic I want to bring up is the fan vote for the 2019 uh, draft. And that is a draft where the Avalanche had two first round draft picks and took Bo Byram at four and Alex Newhook at 16. For the this fan vote redraft, at number four, the Avalanche do not take Bowen Byram. He falls to seven for the Buffalo Sabres. And the Avalanche take Trevor Zegras mm. at number four. And then you drop down all the way to number 16. And this is one of those guys that is plus 82 who went to the Coyotes, Matthias Michelli. My guy, my, my last name brethren, uh, <laughs> the Italian uh, version of it anyway, and spelled completely different. Uh, so I guess we're both happy in some capacity here. And interestingly enough, Alex Newhook goes up six spots. And is a top 10 draft pick, goes number 10 to Vancouver. So what do you think about this? This is this is pretty I like these things, man. I know uh, I know in the grand scheme it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but I th these are just kind of fun, like coffee table discussions. Like when when this was put out, Bo Byram to the Sabres, you're just like, wow, that that tracks. That would be really good for Buffalo. And it's mm -hmm. Like Jack Hughes at number one, that makes sense. But sure. like Cole He's Caulfield, really the only Chicago. one. Uh, yeah, well, Cole Caulfield, yeah, he 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 went right before uh, Newhook. Yeah, so he goes all the way up to number three. Uh, uh, Jack Hughes is the only one that didn't move at all at all in this this redraft. Everybody else moved up or down. And and like Zegers on the Avalanche. Uh, I mean, come on, you he's my yeah. he's my favorite player in the game. It would just add swagger to the Avalanche. Yeah, but like Newhook jumping, I, I kind of surprising. I I'm missing something. Why we are paying so much for Alex Newhook in Montreal and for him to jump in so, a redraft? But the thing is, I think that speaks more to it not being a strong draft than anything else. Because if you do look at, at Alex Newhook's numbers, like. He's in the top 10 for a lot of, uh, of stats. Yeah. And as, as much as he struggled, 
I think that more tells you like the, the, so, I mean, even like uh, Matthias Michelli going to 16 and he was in for rookie of the year last year. Yeah. You could argue he should be even higher than that. He should have went higher than that. So, um, but it's, it's interesting now to, to flip this over to a full roster. There you go there. And if you're watching on YouTube, um, that's what the roster would could have looked like hmm. with an avalanche redraft. You still have Nathan McKinnon. You still have Gabriel Landeskog. Um, I think everybody else would be different because yeah. you wouldn't have Kale McCarr because he'd go number one. You know what I mean? So that wouldn't happen. But you would still have a solid team. You got Ryan O'Reilly. There's Zegras, Rope Hints, uh, Mikhail Backlund. There's Michelli. Um, Wallstrom, you got Jason Zucker, Cal Clutterbuck, Jonathan Drewin is there <laughs> on the defensive end, Miro Hiskinen, uh, Jacob Chikrin, there you go. Calvin DeHaan. Um, and as your goalies, John Gibson and Anton Kadobin. Let's go, that pretty, goalie stable. Let's go, yeah, pretty solid. And Kadobin would be from 2004. Good yeah, lord, true. Um, and Gibson was, was 2011. So and I've been asking for John Gibson to the Avalanche every offseason yeah, since you do. 2011. <laughs> and you get ripped for it, and I think I unfairly do. so. But uh, you even have Jordan Greenway on there. Now, there's a uh, <laughs> a change of events right there. I, I, and, you know, Nicholas Waugh, his game, every time I see him on the ice, he reminds me of like a, a Nick Holden-type player that I'm just mm-hmm. like, he would make such a good member of the Avalanche. Like just yeah. put him in and you don't have to worry about a single thing. That's true. Very much so. Yeah. So I, I think overall it's, it's a pretty solid team, but look at all the names that you don't have. Yeah. You that's don't have uh, Miko Rantanen. You know what I mean? You, you don't have, like I said, uh, Kale McCarr, obviously Bo Byram. Um, there's a handful of guys that you don't have, but they, I don't know. I think these are fun. These are just fun to see what could have been, if everything was absolutely perfect and that's the beauty of the draft. It never is. Never. And the beauty of trades that are packaged with future draft picks in them that pan out to be right. Like it's the manipulation of the draft and the trade that our front office has done for the past decade. Plus it's something we take for granted quite often. Absolutely. And the final thing that we wanted to get to was uh, this off season, and uh, this is this is the slow part. This is where it's you know you're it, it, it's uh, the the who, who the sloths in, in Zootopia right now. Yeah. Where it's so it's so slow moving. There's not a lot going on. What if anything should the NHL do uh, to because we've talked about what they should do in season to kind of mm-hmm. make things exciting with scheduling and specific games here and there. But what should they do in the offseason to still drum up the excitement for the season, which is still two months away? I can, I'll give you two comparables from two sports that are currently not playing right now. Which is th- what you should be doing. Is, yes. what, what are other sports doing that is working for them? So go ahead. The NBA has the G League. Mm-hmm. It is a spectacle. You get to see who got drafted in just the recent draft. You get to see them mix in with some you know, guys still working to make the league. You get to see the summer league. You get to see your G League players playing with some NBA players. I think moving the preseason to bringing up your AHL guys with some freshly drafted guys and playing it now 
and having some sort of tournament. I know we have like the rookie showcase and all that coming up, but I'm talking make it a spectacle. Like mm-hmm. it was on the sphere in Vegas because it was such a big deal. It was such a, a good watch. Mm-hmm. Give us some kind of hockey to watch right now. And what better way than the fresh talent and names you probably won't see for the rest of the season. Put them on display right now. You, you get your hockey fix and you get to scout a little bit for potential players in the future. It's so tough to do that for the NHL, though, because yeah. it, it's different uh, where these guys are and where they come from is a lot different than the NBA draft. The NBA draft is 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 two rounds and those guys are ready to go now. Yeah. Um, the NHL is not built that way. And and these guys, a lot of these guys are already under contract in other leagues around the globe. And I don't think those uh, clubs would want them playing in, in exhibition games that are, are meaningless because that, you know, an injury happens. That's not, <laughs> they're under contract that, the, it, you know, they, they go to the development camp. That's all you really get. That's all you really yeah. can do. I mean, if you could put together enough guys that were maybe just going to college, um, that maybe is a little bit different, but I don't know how exciting that would be. You would get it's, to see these guys before they're heading off to college. Um, but I don't know. I think the way the game is played, I don't even know if the teams would want them potentially really like injuring themselves in something like that before they even went off to college. Give it so just like your college do. players in a three on three. Like you don't have to make it anything crazy. Make it all star game style three on three tournament. Just like your your round one tournament like this was your this year draft picks put mm-hmm. them in the jerseys if they're under contract with another team or their college that's the jerseys they wear and it's just a good way to introduce yourself with the names that you just heard in the draft you might not know you get to see them in person and be like okay this is something exciting we can look forward to yeah i don't like it's because you have the development camp and i feel like for for people that really want that extra stuff um that's just gonna have to suffice for now and it's not exciting. It's just practice. It's just drills. Um, and that's all you're really going to get. Uh, you know, it's like to me, like I, I'm not like a, a big NBA guy. And I maybe, I don't know, it could be different. Like if, if I did care, maybe I would care about the G League. And it, it seems like it does very well. It does. It, you know, and, and because it happens so quickly after the draft, right? These guys are drafted and then within a week they're playing with the team's jersey on in some capacity. You know what I mean? So I get it. Like, there is some excitement there. Um, It's just the hockey draft and and its prospects are built differently. But for me, man, like, I don't know. Like, I like the break. I like like the quiet. And and, and part of me, like, I I still remember when, like, football was life. Yeah. And I I can remember when I just kind of felt like I was getting footballed out and mm-hmm. it was because ESPN made it a 12 month sport. Yeah. And it was every day we are going to talk about we are going to have half hour shows on the NFL. And it got it, not lying here. It got to a point where they had nothing to talk about. So their their topic of the day was how they had nothing to talk about, mm. how it was the quiet time of the offseason. 
then just do nothing. There's, I know we live in like this, this, this era of just nonstop information. And you feel like if you're not covering it, somebody else is, but if there's nothing to cover, just let it go. And what does that do? It drums up excitement for when it does return. So I'm okay with nothing going on with like, we still have things to talk about and there's, you know, some fun topics we can bring up like we just did with the redraft. But as t- in terms of like, you don't see the players in the public eye day after day, let them get their break in. And then in two months, you are going to be so excited for puck drop. And you're not going to be like, just if you're that person that just has to tune into every single thing, hockey, you're not going to get burnt out by it. It's where it's, I stand. It's funny. You mentioned doing nothing in football. You can also do nothing in hockey and actually release a cool little video package with your schedule release, like the NFL in the off season. Right. Because last, like when the avalanche released theirs, it looked like a Microsoft word document that you would put up in the locker room. I was like, my word, this is exciting. I can't yeah. wait to break this down or make your Jersey announcements now. Like the NFL is circulating with all these actual retro jerseys, not reversed, actual yeah. retro jerseys. And it's everybody wants it. Everybody needs the Oilers logo, the Dreamsicle Buccaneers. Right. Do something cool. You're about to go to the FanDuel. I mean, the, not FanDuel, the, the, um, the new jerseys that they have. Um, for the new provider. Oh, fanatics, fanatics. Oh, fanatics, yeah. fanatics. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know the yeah. one. But make something cool. Make the off season like have your alternates all coordinate and theme to a certain year, or do like the MLB did, like in the early two thousands, have like turn ahead the clock night, where you had futuristic jerseys. Mm-hmm. Just give just a little something in the off season that we could. Remember that hockey is still a thing. Yeah, you could. That stuff I'm all for. Like all the off the ice stuff I'm all for. If, if you have like, you know, big jerk, like, and they did it with the reverse retros, but it doesn't happen year after year. So it's tough to, to really like have a, a league wide thing with jerseys because the, the reverse retros don't happen every single year. It would be cool if they did, or it would be cool if they got onto some sort of schedule where it's like every year we're going to do like different third jerseys or whatever. Um, but yeah, like schedule reveal. But all those things are, if you really are into hockey, you'll tune in for that. But the trick is the how, how do you get, because how do you get to what the to where the NFL is? Like everybody's talking about these Seattle throwbacks. Everybody's talking about the Philly ones. Everyone's talking about Tampa Bay creamsicles. So it's like, you got to figure out ways to do that. But it's tough to fill up an entire off season with off the ice stuff. Yeah. So you do, but you, you got to spread it out just enough where you don't front load it and do everything in the beginning. And then you have like what we have now and just two months of nothing. So tease, 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 and then drop. Yeah. So we're open to suggestions. Uh, So throw them out in the comment section because it's, I I wouldn't mind a little bit things here and there, but like this got to be hockey in the public eye nonstop. I'm actually not for that. I'm actually not for it because I know I would soak it all up <laughs> and 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 follow it day in and day out. And then when the hockey season come around, it would be like, oh, the hockey season's starting. 
But right now it's just like I'm count once it gets, you know, mid September, you're counting down those days for puck drop. And it's just total excitement when it finally happens. And I feel if you just flood it, <laughs> maybe that's a bad pun with uh <laughs> with hockey rinks. Uh it, it just loses its value a little bit, if you ask me. So you could tell which one of us go to sleep watching games from the 70s, 80s, and 90s every night. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, uh Roku, the Roku channel, it's free. Yeah. They have an NHL 24-hour channel. The stuff they put on there, it's random. They had the the uh, all-star skills competition from, like, I want to say 92 or 93. Phenomenal. Yeah. Please go watch that and NHL adopt some of the things that you – it was excitement. The skills competition, not even the game. So just it, – it, it's free. It's a great channel, and it, it's just random stuff that's on there, and I'll just watch that all day long but that's just past that's nostalgic stuff that's not yeah. like hearing that so all right that's gonna wrap it up for today uh thank you everybody for tuning in making it your first listen of the day that's always appreciated we will be back on friday with our locked on summer road trip we are visiting mr seth topol and uh minnesota a minnesota wild crossover so tune in for that on friday until then, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Like I said, making it your first listen of the day. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked on Avalanche podcast, and we'll see you guys on Friday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.